Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Loudmouth Radio Network. Tonight's show, Night Talk Live with J.L. King, is live on Loudmouth Radio. I hope everyone has had a fantastic day. We're broadcasting live out of the metro Atlanta area. I would like to tell all of our listeners to tune in each and every week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as we bring our live broadcast each and every week. Tonight's been a little bit of raining in the Atlanta area, but we're really excited about our show. We're developing and growing. What more can you ask for? As time is surpassing, I think that we're going to just come to see that we're doing great things. We're doing great things, and I think that our audience, I think that our audience is going to be able to, to really find a lot of appreciation in our growth. Now, tonight's show is being uh, fed via internet at blogtalkradio.com/slash/loudmouthradio. For all our listeners that are on air tonight, if you're able to go directly to loudmouthradio.com, like to chat with us online, please feel free. We would like our show itself have the capability to have interaction. And because of that, I want to make sure that you're able to tweet as well as indicate whatever you'd like to say on your message board. So you can actually actually uh, post your chat right on our chat line on our actual Internet radio site at loudmouthradio.com. We'll have our chat lines open so you can post and make your comments, specify anything you'd like to say here or do. And we'll see it. We'll also chat back with you live. Now, tonight's show is going to be an awesome show, just like each and every show. And we want to thank our listeners. I've been looking at our stats, and we're just growing consistently, and I'm really excited. Tonight I have such an important message to share with our listeners and our supporters, and it's already considered for us a, a magnificent milestone. And uh, for us to be so young, but I'm, I'm just really um, I'm not saying this in a vain way, but if you don't expect great things, how can you have great things happen? So in tonight's broadcast, I will be sharing some things uh, that is going to blow your mind. I know that we're really excited. Even my team doesn't know the announcement that I'll be making tonight because I'm going to be sharing it on there with everybody as a whole. So without further ado, we also want to thank sure we take time and make our mentions with regards to our media partners who are important advertisers. And this show is actually supported and sponsored by AtlantaCarFinders.com, your number one referral source to help you find a car. Visit them online at AtlantaCarFinders.com. Digimo Printing of Starbridge, Georgia, specializing in digital print and design. You can find them at DigimoPrinting.com, 770-506. Two nine nine six. They're also giving our listeners an opportunity to extend the opportunity of having some good print and design work done. This offer consists of 250 business cards for $25, as well as 1,000 flyers, and you get 10 11 by 17 posters free with your order. Now, the cost of that is only $80, so you can't beat that at all. Now, if you do need design work, what you'll need to do is contact Digimo Printing, let them know what your creativity is. So we want to make sure that you look something different than just, you know, your traditional Vista print, which is okay sometimes when you're just starting out. But if you can do more, be more, okay? Also, Fletcher & Sons Auto 2 Repair of Jonesboro, Georgia, located at 7363 Terra Boulevard in the heart of Jonesboro. 
is bringing our listeners an awesome opportunity to have their air conditioned service. Now, you know, guys, it's been getting hot. We've been really pushing this because it hasn't got smothering yet, and we want to make sure you take advantage. Don't wait till it gets hot and you can't breathe, and then you want to take your car in to be serviced. Not a good look. Contact them at 770-471-0116. And their actual promotion for our Loudmouth listeners is only $75 for you to get your car serviced. So I think that that's important. And as for tonight, I think it's important I go ahead and bring your actual host on for the evening, Mr. J.L. King. Yo, what's up? Thank you so much, Sonny, for um, introducing me and giving us some uh, 411. I can't wait. Here with all this good information, but I don't know why you got to cop block my show. Why you why you make this announcement on on, on Roderick's show or Jazz show, your own damn show? Let me try to take up any of my time. But you know, I'm only on the air for one hour, and I got a whole lot of stuff to talk about, and I got a fabulous guests waiting to come online. So I'm gonna give you a couple of minutes, but don't think you're gonna hog my time. You can do it after nine o'clock, okay? I know you CEO of Loudmouth Radio. You think you're all that, but you won't be taking up my time tonight. So y'all gonna hear from Sunday during the break or at 9.01 when I sign off. Ah, ha, ha, just a little love. Anyway, um, she's queuing in some music already for me to take a break. I ain't taking no break yet. Turn that music off. Anyway, uh, this is Nighttime Loud. Loud, Nighttime. I talk loud with your host, Daddy Q. See, that's what happens, Jay, when you talk about that. I loud. Oh, oh, my God. God. So, I couldn't even hold show. my breath on that when I had to come off of you, but... <laughs> get off my show. You ain't trying to take them my time. I'll see you when it's time to talk to you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all, uh, Night Talk Live with your host, JL, a.k.a. Daddy King, and as always, I want to welcome my 10,000 to 1 million listeners who tune in every Thursday from 8 to 9 o'clock to hear what I'm talking about. This is always a special time for all my wonderful Facebook friends, Twitter followers, fans, friends, and family who look forward to it every Thursday, especially now that Scandals are on. I'm the best thing on the air right now. Since Scandals are on, so, you know, spread the word. Let folks know Scandals are on to the fall, so we got JL, a.k.a. Daddy King up in the house to listen to. Anyway, like always, I always start out my show talking to you a little bit about what's going on with me, giving you a little bit of my hot topic, what kind of grab my attention in the news of this week, and then I'm going to uh, probably do a commercial break, and then I'm going to bring on my very special guest that I'll talk to you about a little later. So as far as what's going on with JL's life this week, you know God is so good to me. You guys know I always give God the praise and the glory and the honor and everything that I do. I always have and I always will do, whether you like it or not. I learned a long time ago that God is called by different names depending on how you was raised, Buddha, uh, Muhammad, uh, the sun goddess, whatever. He's all the same person. <clears throat> but I called him Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, my main man, my agent, my manager, and my best friend. He's really opened up the door for me a lot. You guys know I'm an author, a writer, a consultant, an educator, and I'm the best in the business. I don't care what you heard. I am the best, and nobody records can go toward mine nowhere, no matter what you heard. So this week, I got an opportunity, and I signed a contract yesterday to ghostwrite, oh, my God, uh, a new book that's going to be coming out that is high, high profile, high celebrity profile. And you guys know already I'm working with the Michael Jackson family to um, go write his book about the child molestation case, as well as I'm working with another high-profile client who's writing a book about being the first um, 
brother been offered to be a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, I said it. A brother was offered to be the first Ku Klux Klan by one of the Grand Imperial Wizards, so I'm working on that book as well. But the book I got an opportunity to work with is going to be huge, and I'm not at liberty at this time to give you any information about it whatsoever. But trust me when I tell you, I had to call my lawyer. My lawyer had to call his lawyer. His lawyer had to call his lawyer because it's going to be that type of book. And I'll be sharing more with you about that blessing a little later on once I'm at liberty to share with you what this book is going to be about. But no, it's going to be gigantic, epic in proportion when it hits. And when I was approached by the individual to work with him in his book, he said to me, we came to the best. We looked at writers and authors and we have all this on the blackboard, and your name kept rising to the top because you are the best, and I am the best. And when God blesses you, I don't think you should downplay it. I don't think you should sweep it under the rug. I think when God gives you a talent, you should shout about it. You should talk about it. You should brag on it. You should put it on your T-shirt because I always tell people that it's not me. It's not me. I take none of the credit. I give all the credit to God for choosing me to be who I am today. Cool? Cool. All right, now, Hot Topics. Hey, hot topic is going on. I mean, you know, this week I've been lazy. You know, I'm not dealing with allergies and this heat. It's funny we got one of our commercial sponsors as a air conditioning uh, mechanic offering you guys a great deal at Loudmouth Talk uh, listeners. But I need to take my car down there because my air been tripping. Oh my God, it's been hot this week. I was at a family's birthday party last weekend. I was burning up, sweating, and I was at CVS the other day. And literally, I know you guys can say, this man is not going to be this ghetto, but I was literally looking at a box fan to see if I could put in the front seat of my car, plug it into the uh, um, the lighter, and and run it because it's been that hot. Now, don't tell about you heard it here. You heard it from me. But either I'm going to give me a car service or I'm going to go break down with my cheap ass and buy another car or I'm going to just use a taxi or what. But something got to change because this is the beginning of the summer. And I'm already burning up, and I look too cute and too sexy to be riding around Atlanta with my windows down. That's not a cute look. And I got a Benz, too, but, hey, that's a personal issue. I had to bet that and get that off my chest. All right, what's going on in the world? A couple of things that I wrote down. First of all, did anybody see the HBO special Behind the Candelabra? Candelabra. It's the story about Liberace and his lover, Oh, my God, that movie, HBO, did an amazing job. Michael Douglas played Liberace. Um, Matt Damon played his lover. Oh, my God, if you don't, if you get a chance to see that movie, please see it. It will blow you away. Amazing. Two points up, four snaps to the stars. Michael Douglas did that. And there was an Oscar for an HBO show. I would highly recommend to the, um, the Academy to nominate Michael Douglas for playing a Liberace. Oh, my God. It blew me away. You got to see it. If you don't have HBO, call me. Come to my crib. I'll, I'll T-vote and you can watch it with me. I'm going to watch it again and again. So that was hot with me. Uh, what else? Oh, man, why is everybody hating on my boy Will Smith? You, you know his movie came out last week. I heard that nobody saw it. It's flopped in the ratings. It's flopped across the board. People dogging him out on Facebook. And I can't understand why we want to dog out Will Smith. Will and Jada and their beautiful kids. First of all, Will is, has reached the top of his game. He's demanding $20 million a movie, okay? Uh, shall I say anything else? And if you really want to know how bad this boy is, Google his house in L.A. Blow you away. It ain't a house. It's a 
He's bigger than the state. It's a compound. The boy's paid. He's been around for a long time. He's a triple threat. He was a rapper back in the day. He did a TV thing and, and kicked butt with that. Now the boy's still, come on now, why are we hating on Will? I love Will and Jada, and we don't support him. But his movie flop. but y'all need to show the brother some love because not too many African-Americans out there in Hollywood that's doing what Will Smith is doing and doing what um, Jada's doing, and they're still together, and y'all still want to get up in their business, talk about them, and try to throw shade on what they're doing. Get a life. I'm going to be like, uh, what's that girl, that Braxton girl? Uh, um, uh, I can't think of her name. She always talks about getalife.com. Get a life. Okay, cool. Uh, what else? What else? Okay, cool. Uh, another thing that bothered me, I don't know about you, but this has really been bothering me, and I'll probably saying this because I know a lot of you have thought about it. I'm mad because Michael Jackson kids don't look African-American. Oh, my God. Did he say that? I said it. I mean, Paris Hilton, try to, I mean, Paris Hilton, well, they all look alike. Paris Jackson tried to commit suicide. They rushed her butt to uh, the hospital yesterday. She's under stress. They were talking about it on Wendy Williams today. They were talking about it on all the radio shows. And when they showed this picture of Paris Jackson, that was, she don't look black. None of them kids look black. And then I'm mad about that because the king of pop, he was a, he's a brother, you know, okay? And when you look at all the Jackson clan together, you know, I know there's a lot of mixing in the races in that family, but those kids don't look black, African-American at all in no shape, form, or fashion. And I'm mad about that because I want Michael Jackson to have some black kids. I don't know why he didn't go over to King um, Nigeria someplace and, got, and adopted some African baby and named it Jackson and brought it back to Hollywood and put a veil on his face and call it his own. Well, I know I said it. You guys probably said, oh, no, he didn't. Yes, I did. I'm mad because Michael Jackson's kids don't look black, especially that boy here. His is Paris, and on the blanket, and I don't know what the other boy named, but ooh, they don't look black at all. So anyway, I got that off my chest too. Okay, yeah, I'm bitten tonight about things that's bothering me. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe because I ain't got no air in my car. I don't know. But anyway, y'all know how I'll do it right here at Night Talk Live with J.L. King. You know you listen to Night Talk Live. You can email me, Facebook me, tweet me, you know, get in contact with Sonny. She's on the board. I'm coming at you live from beautiful downtown Atlanta, Georgia, in Midtown, the only place to live in this city, according to me. So that's where I'm at right now. And it's a wonderful, wonderful evening. And uh, hopefully that Miss Sonny will drop my PSA that I sent her that I want her to play for y'all that you're going to listen to uh, when y'all tune in to me. But my special guest tonight is a sister who I have not personally met, but we have conducted or tried to conduct business, and uh, she came highly recommended by a good friend of mine who is an air personality at WCLK 91.9, the jazz of the city radio station, which is based at Clark County University, when a.k.a. Reba Blue, and uh, she put me in touch, or put the young lady in touch with me, and uh, she's a brand-new author. She has a mission and a ministry uh, that is for women 50 and over who are divorced or who are dating again or who are trying to find a life and live happily ever after. And happily ever after could be by yourself. So I can't wait to bring her on a little later so I can introduce you to her. And as well, I can get to know more about her myself. I did do a little research on her. I uh, know a little bit about it, but I'm going to let her just kind of uh, introduce herself to my 10,000 to 1 million listeners. And uh, she's going to be on tour. She's going to be traveling around the country, and I'm excited about all that. 
and you get a chance to call in and ask her a question. As you know, all day on Facebook I've been posting. I'm going to ask her, is it true that younger men love older women? And if you are cougar, is it okay for you to date someone younger than your son? You know, that question's been around for a long time. And I know a lot of sisters over 50 who are fabulous, okay? Fabulous. And they can go toe to toe with a lot of 21-year-olds, and they get it, they get it on. So um, I got a thousand questions for this sister. Because as a brother who's close to 50, all right, don't don't go there with me. My daughter said, Daddy, you're going to have to tiptoe into the 50s because I'm 38. So how long are you going to be 39? And I told my daughter, every day I will be 39 as long as I want to be, okay? So stay out of my business. You go and get as old as you want to, and eventually you will catch up with me and be older than me. But that's okay because Daddy will be whatever he wants to be. So for all of my friends who are in their 50s, okay, I, you know, a lot of brothers who are older, you know, we look good. Black don't crack. You know, we look real good, and we hold our age well. And people are shocked when they know how old I am when I have to give them my ID card. And they be looking at me. I was at IHOP the other day, and I wanted to see this to this special. Every now and then I'll use it to my advantage. And the sister looked at me like, uh-uh, you know you got to be 55 to get the senior citizen special. I'm like, well, I'll take the senior citizen special. And she said, I need to ID you because there's no way in the world you are close to 55. I, you are 40-something. Girl, give me my senior citizen eggs and pancakes, please, and go on by and get a life. So, you know, we look good. As we get older, we look good. We look good. But as a brother, as a man, the older we get, you know, we deal with other issues. So one question, another one of the questions I want to ask my special guest is, how do women who are back out there dating again, who decide they want to date their age, and they deal with a man who having some ED problem, you know, erectile dysfunctional problem, you know, they can't get it up, can't keep it hard, can't do that thing anymore, because it, you know, if you live long enough, trust me, to all the brothers who listen to me out there who may be in your 20s or 30s, you think you all that because your little thing is hard whenever you wanted to, trust me, if you live long enough, that thing will give out on you, that's why Viagra, Cialis, and all those other pharmaceutical companies are making a billion dollars a year selling those Viagra pills and those Cialis because they know that we need them. But there's a pill on the market that is hot. But I'm going to hold off and tell you about this pill for all the brothers out there who will raise their hand and admit that every now and then they need a little boost. And I got some friends who are in their 20s and 30s who will tell me they have taken Viagra and Cialis because they just love to have that extra, extra, a little bit of extra something. So don't be rolling your eyes at me or thinking that you all that because, trust me, I know a lot of brothers in their 20s and 30s who are taking Viagra pills because they're trying to please their woman or please their man, whoever they with. So on that note, I'm going to let Sonny take us into a break so you guys who are listening can know how to reach out to me via email, Twitter, Facebook, and then when I come back, I'm going to bring on my special guests. And also at the end of my show, I'm going to bring on my boy, my, my radio mate, Roger Watkins, who's going to... Uh, give us a little a minute, a little sermonette about why it's good to embrace change. Sonny, I want you to take it away. Hello, hello, hello. J.L. King coming at you with this quick little tidbit. If you have been wanting to write a book, then I need for you to reach out to me right now. Email me at authorjlking at gmail.com. Don't delay. Let's get you started writing today. This commercial is brought to you by the one and only New York Times bestselling author, J.L. King. Peace. Awesome. You're listening to Loudmouth Radio Network's show tonight, Night Talk Live with J.L. King is broadcasting live from the metro Atlanta area. 
We hope that everyone is having a great evening. If you're listening live, please chat with us online at loudmouthradio.com. We have our chat box open so you can post questions and comments. We'll see them. We'll announce them. We'll address them. And we'll make sure that you're heard. If you're listening on social media, Twitter, Facebook, make sure you follow us at Loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, and use the hashtag Night Talk Live. Now, we also want to make sure your own Facebook followers are actually able to catch up with us at facebook.com slash loudmouthonline. Don't forget to use two Ds when you're posting. Also, we want to make sure that our small business owners know that you can actually be a part of our broadcast each and every week. We're broadcasting live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, soon to be Friday and Saturday. Get your business on our platform and get included in social media and other Internet marketing and radio outlets. This is an exciting time. We have exciting rates. Contact our media office at 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Fridays. That number is 706-363-3895. We want to thank our sponsors, Digimo Printing of Stockbridge, Georgia, Fletcher & Sons Auto 2 Repair, and AtlantaCarFinders.com, all bringing you guys, our listeners, prominent specials and promotions. Make sure to follow those information for those specials and promotions at loudmouth.com. Now back to your host. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Sunny. You know, Sunny is the CEO and founder of Loudmouth Radio. She's a bad sister. She's trying to make things happen. And she don't know this, but I listened to her little show last night. And I'm like, yeah, we got to have a meeting, girl, because you need to get yourself together. You need a life. But anyway, she's going to cuss me out later. I want you guys to know that. I didn't give no love to my other favorite uh, radio mate, Jazzy Jones. You know, that's my girl. You know, if I would ever get married again. Uh, Jazzy would be the sister I would marry. Okay, Jazzy, uh, you heard it here first. If I would ever get married again, with I doubt it, not enough money in the world. But if I would, Jazzy, you're gonna be the baby. You'll be my next baby mama. Know that my next baby mama. So I know she's probably cracking up right now. So anyway, let me stop back a stupid and bring on my guests. Okay. Anyway, uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, my ten thousand to one million listeners. We tune in every Thursday to listen to Daddy King. It is without further ado and with nothing but pride and respect that I bring on to you and introduce to you my very special guest, relationship expert and new author, Wilma Jones. Drum roll, please. Wilma, you there? I am here. Hi, JL. How are you? What's up, super, super, super lady? How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for allowing me to talk with you and your listeners tonight. Are you all 10,000, 1 million? Girl, you know they say speak what you want. So I'm speaking like I'm a million, million listeners right now because the Bible says ask you have not because you ask not. Absolutely. Okay? you got to put it out there in order to make it happen. You know, it's funny. I was reading your bio on uh, uh, one of the blogs or one of the, uh, the websites, and what, what's your favorite quote again? Someone asked you, what is it, your favorite quote in the Bible? My scripture. favorite is quote it? is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Well, what does it say? Give it to us. Now, I see you're going to ask me, take me right off. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> quote it. I won't quote it to you um, word for word, but basically it is saying where the Lord is saying to you that he has hopes and dreams and wishes for you that are um, – Basically, more. Hold on for a minute. Let me just pull it up. But basically, you know, you God know, you is saying. You know that by heart. 
I should. Okay, it's for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. There you go. You better remember that. Okay, come next time I have you in the air when I meet you, I'm going to ask you that question again. You better be able to spit it out. Okay. I, I I will be able to, but I I didn't have that on the tip of my tongue. But again, it's about it's about the Lord saying that the hopes and the dreams that He has for you are for you to have a future with hope. And um, I think that very often when women get divorced or they have a relationship breakup, you know, they they take it and it defines the rest of their life, you know, and um, they forget that the Lord says that regardless of what you've been through. Um, your future has a lot of hope, and if you have that positive outlook, then that's kind of what happens. And if you have a negative outlook, then that's what happens. Let me ask you this: If you open up that door uh, to take us down that path about what you're all about in your ministry, your mission, your foundation, I know a little bit more than my listeners do. So I want to kind of let you tell all ten thousand, one million of us exactly who Wilma Jones is, what Wilma Jones' book is about. And what is the mission of Wilma Jones, and how is that going to impact women over 50? Absolutely. Thank you so much. I was a 40-something married woman, two kids, um, you know, great job. Things were going all right, but I wasn't happy. And um, I tried to address that in terms of my spouse and in terms of our home life, and um, things didn't work out. And I, at that time, had a number of friends who were married who had the same kind of issues, and they were unhappy. And I started reading and researching, and I found out that, um, to be very honest with you, American women who are 40-plus, 45-plus, 50-plus are really some of the most unhappy people around. And people tried to figure out, well, is it because of feminism? Is it because they're out in the working world? Is it because of, you know, but regardless of what the reason is, I wanted to get happier after. My marriage didn't work. And after I ended up being a separated woman, I found myself even more miserable than I was when I was married. And I was like, okay, I've got to figure this out. And after doing a lot of research and a lot of reading and actually talking to a lot of women, I've realized that it basically all has to do with your outlook, with your attitude. And I really started doing a number of different kinds of surveys and interviews and things and ended up writing a book about 20 women who just epitomized the you know, and put into real into their real life the version of getting happier after going through uh, relationship devastation. And many of them had all kinds of other things happen. I mean, one of the women had, you know, a, a disabled son. Somebody else went through foreclosure. I mean, everybody had something, but they all ended up, after it was over, um, being happier. Some of them are married. Some of them are living with guys. Some of them are happily single. But the whole focus for me was what do I need to do in order to not have this thing that happened to me define the rest of my life? And, um, yeah, because that's what happens to people is that you can have, I mean, I've had people who have had, I mean, not just a divorce, I've had people who have had, you know, their mother die and, you know, 10 years later, they're still reeling off of something bad that's happened and it actually has to do with your outlook. 
And it's really, really, it's not an easy thing to do, but it is, it's something that is so fruitful once you get that in your mind and once you actually start putting it into play in your life that it's, it's a life-changing thing. Let me ask you, I'm going to get all up in your Kool-Aid, okay? I'm going to get all up in your Kool-Aid. Get up in my Kool-Aid, JL. I'm going to get all up in your cherry Kool-Aid with extra sugar. What? How long were you married? 19 years. Wow. Do you have any children? Two. Okay. Now, you and your ex-husband, your friends? Now. Your friends now, right? I thought he was the devil's minion when we were getting separated, though. Ooh, how long did the divorce take from the time he said, I want out, or did you say you wanted out? I said I wanted out, and oh, so he was very away. upset about it. So why you walk away if you was married for 19 years? Because I was what? unhappy, and I figured that I could be happier by myself. And his his response was, but, you know, it's it's different out there now. You know, you're you're almost 50 years old. You know, it's not it's not like when you were 20-something years ago out there, you know, that the, the dating scene is not the same. And, it, you know, he's absolutely correct in that. But um, I figured that I had, I mean, it, I was um, 47, 48, and I figured that, you know, what's your average life expectancy of an African-American woman? I figured I had spent half of my time on earth, and I wondered if I stay here, how how long will it take until I get to happier? Will I get to happier quicker staying here trying to fix this, or will I get to happier quicker if I cut my losses right now and work on my mm-hmm. own thing? You sound like Terry McMillan. She wrote that book, Finding Happy, and it was about you know women who go through the change of life, whether it's by death or by divorce or whatever. Absolutely. You know? and so, so basically you just kind of reiterating what, has been out there. So let me ask you this: as a divorcee of a, you know 19 years of marriage, so you can write a book just on on the marriage life. Uh, what what do you say to women when you are out doing your speaking and your workshops? You know, what, what's your message, bottom line message to them? Well, my bottom line message is: whether you're married or whether you're thinking about living happier after, or whether you've already made that decision. The most important thing is having the courage to manage your mind, having the ability to, and this is something that sounds simple, but so many people have a problem with it, having an idea about what it is that you, you know, want to do with your life. What What is it that's going to make you happier? And then take those steps to make it. And, I mean, I talk to a lot of women, and, you know, I I I, I I would love to be married, and I would not encourage anyone who thinks they can make it work to walk out of it. But if you're at the point where, I mean, and no offense, you know, I was getting close to 50 years old. I did not want to live the rest of my life always having drama. And um, I figured I could have a, a, a more drama-free life if I only had to deal with my issues, you know, if I didn't have anyone bringing drama to me. But if you've got a spouse who's willing to work with you and y'all are going to work it together, I encourage you to stay. But if you're in a situation like me and, the, um, you know, the hundreds of women that I talk to, then you need to have the courage to make those decisions and not only – Make the move, but also make the steps to take things, to make things better. You know. Um, I could, but you know, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna take a break here because I want somebody to tell my listeners how to call in. Because several of my uh, girlfriends who are in their 50s told me they're gonna call you and ask you questions. And when we come back from break, 
I want to ask you, what is it that you need to be talking to the brothers about? Because it ain't the uh, sisters by themselves. I want to know when we come back and break, Miss Wilma, what would you tell a room full of brothers who are either divorced, think about divorce, cheating on their woman, think about cheating on their woman, miserable like you were in a 19-year marriage, because also it's love on a two-way street. So when we come back from break, I want you to answer that question for me, all right? I'm ready. All right, Sonny, wake up. Take us to commercial <laughs> break. You're listening to Loudmouth Radio Network, live on loudmouthradio.com. <laughs> listeners for tuning in and listening to loudmouthradio.com. You're such an important audience for us, and we're really grateful and appreciative of each and every week. People tuning in, they're posting comments, they're listening to us live, and they're leaving their thoughts, their their ambitions, the things that they would like to hear and see and do. So we want to encourage you. If you have something you want to post we're online, we have our chat open online, so you can actually chat directly online with us at loudmouthradio.com. Additionally, if you're on Twitter, make sure you go ahead and post your statements and questions. Tweet us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H dot com. Um, excuse me. Our Twitter is at loudmouth. <laughs> but also, we also want to make sure if you actually uh, could use your hashtag. That's the number sign. And go ahead and put Night Talk Live so that we know that you listen to this show and you're making comments in regards to the content that's being shared tonight. Tonight is an awesome night, and uh, JL is saying some tidbits a little bit earlier tonight. And I I'm, I'm just want to take this time, and I'm, I'm really happy as uh, the founder, the visionary, the uh, fellow host with these guys every week um, to just share this, this information tonight. This is a, a big milestone for us, even though we're only uh, been broadcasting for about three, three and a half months. Three and a half, almost about four months. We started in the end of January. And it's official. We actually, as a network, Loudmouth Radio Network is now available on Stitcher. Stitcher is an excellent platform that is available on mobile, tablet, web apps, and over 4 million in-car dashboards. So that means that car. So as JL say, his 10,000, 1 million, how about 4 million, honey? So it is official that we are now as a network on Stitcher. So that means all my smartphone, iPhone, Android phone users, look up Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Download the app, and that way you can tune in, like our shows, share our shows. This is huge. So I just want to tell our listeners, our sponsors, um, that we can only continue to go forward, and this is an awesome opportunity. Now we're actually there with the Glenn Becks of the world. We're there with the Howard Stearns of the world. So you can't say what God won't put in your path and, ha- and, le- and let happen and let it go. So, JL, Faith Over Fear, I got it back to you, honey. Go ahead and run your show. All right, thank you so much. Congratulations to our CEO, Loudmouth, founder, visionary, Sabrina, she's a girl. Congratulations. I do have Stitcher on my cell phones, uh, funny, by the way. So 
that's good. That means we're going to be able to reach more people. And, and you, know, you know, I'm all about supporting authors. And, and so that's good. We have, God is good all the time. Yes, he is. So back to my guest, Wilma. The question proposed was, hey, baby, the question was, you know, we always, you know, in our community, you know, we, we, we don't talk to one another. We don't have old-fashioned kitchen conversations no more. And so I want you to, I want you to tell my all 10,001, now 4 million listeners, what do you say to the brothers, or to the, let me say, to the men out there when they are in the same shoes as women are facing divorce or after divorce? Well, at first you kind of asked me about the ones who might be facing divorce. And what I would say to them is what I've heard over and over from the women and some of the men, but, of course, I've talked to more women, and they say that the, that the men, when they're talking to their man and explaining, you know, what the, what the issues are and why they feel the way that they do, the men say, I'm content. And I think that that's a real key phrase because, to a man, being content is fine. To a woman, a woman doesn't want to be content. A woman wants to be happy. And I think that a man needs to, if if you want to save your marriage, then I think that that's something, if your woman is saying that she is, you know, not happy and, and, and you know, is having those kinds of thoughts, that you need to figure out what you need to do in order to try to boost her happiness because, most of the time that happens because she feels like she's not being cherished and mm-hmm. she's not feeling that she's that special one for you. But if you're past that and you're out here and you're, you're dating and everything again, I think that, um, you know, there's a difference between dating someone, you know, dating one of our 40-plus, 45, 50-plus women who are, you know, working to live happier after. We're, we're, dating one of us is very different than dating, you know, those, those you know, 20-something, 30-something women who have, um, you know, many of them have an agenda because they want to get married, they want to have kids, they want the, you know, white picket fence and all of that, and many of us have already done that. So what we're looking for is something different. And um, many, again, we were talking about that earlier, is that many, especially men who, you know, are a little bit younger, that cougar kind of thing, that's one of the things that's attractive to them about an older woman woman, is that, you know, we don't have those, you know, we're not checking off a a list of, you know, the things that we need for the next man. But one thing I will say to you that, and I kind of feel sorry for older sisters, you know, I really do, I have a lot of, older sister friends and cousins and, and, and aunties or whatever, because a lot of older brothers, they don't want to date women their age or older. They automatically go to those younger girls. They seem like the, like the younger guys are the, really the, the, the fresh market for older the cougars, if you may use that popular term, for women. Now, a lot of women are uncomfortable, you know, when they go to a club or even a church when a young brother that's younger than her son approaches her. So a lot of times women lie about their age. Have you ever lied about your age when you went out on a date? Um, I have not told my age before. I haven't lied about it. But I, I wouldn't go out with a man younger than my son. And, I, you know, oh. when, when we, you talked to me about, about coming on the show, I actually sent out an email to about 50 of the women who are kind of my, uh, you know, the, the folks who have taken my survey and they comment and, and, you know, stay in touch with me. And many of them said, you know, they don't go out with men who are more than eh, probably 15 years younger than them. 
So it's not a, it, I guess that the many of the women who are living happier after kind of in the community that um, that I'm with are not going out with the super young men. You know, they mm-hmm. might be 50 going out with somebody 38, and their kids are 20-something. But um, I, I don't, I don't think that um, that there's a, a, a big thing within women who have that um, have that confidence and, and kind of know who they are. They they really don't want to go out. And I, I'll be honest with you, from my perspective, I think that's going out with somebody who's closer to a child. I'm not really trying to go out with somebody who who um, you know who is 20, 25 years younger than me. I, I think that that's. Um, uh, you know, when I get ninety, that might be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at fifty, it's not cool. <laughs> it ain't cool. I, I got an email from a, a sister out of Baltimore. She says, "Jay, ask your guest. I tell you, ask your guest. I am dating a guy who is twenty-four years old. I am fifty-six. He is five years younger than my youngest son. I really love this young man, but my son is giving me hell around dating this young guy who." is younger than he is, but I don't care because this young man makes me happy. What should I do to bring peace in my home? Wow. Um, My suggestion would be I think you really need to think about um, how far you think it's going to go with him because, to be very honest with you, if I were her, I would have made it so that my 26-year-old and my son didn't have any interaction. Um, you know, that that my son might know that I'm going out with somebody, but, you know, we don't have all dinner together and that kind of thing. And I think that that's one of the things that I've learned from the wisdom of a lot of the women that have talked to me when I was preparing the book is that um, – as a woman, you know, 50-plus, you know, living, trying to live happier after what you've been through, you don't have, just because you're going out with somebody doesn't mean you have to engage them with your family. Um, it depends okay. on what you're looking for. If she's looking, if she's trying to, you know, they're trying to have a life together for the rest of their life, then that's probably a different thing. But um, I-, I think that that's, you know that's a challenge. If it were me, I would have to respect the, the wishes of my son. But you know, everybody's different, and there are women who I have talked to have who have successfully um, managed that. And the way that they've managed it basically is by bringing the two of them together and trying to find a common ground and saying that this is a person who makes me happy and that I love him and that I love you too. But um, from a personal perspective, it would be a challenge for me. You know, a lot of times, you know, we all get lonely in the midnight hour. You get a little disturbed puppy who you find a little cuddle buddy and you ain't been touched in a very long time. And I always tell my, I always tell my girlfriends, including my daughter, I got a 37-year-old daughter, that the power of the penis is a bad thing. And if you don't but know how to that's control why the you have the a FWB. That's why you have a friend with benefits. That's why you have somebody who knows you, who you're a friend with, who understands you. I call it that's your fire alarm, that little glass you can break. You know how when you were in school and then with the fire, you could break that glass and pull out the fire extinguisher? The maintenance man. You're talking about the maintenance man. That's what what Michael Baisley calls it. But, you know, I mean, they call it FWB now, whatever. I mean, I understand that, but let me just say one other thing, though, and this is something that was critical, um, a critical thing for me to learn and for many of the women that I talk to is learning the 
the importance of being able to be in solitude. Mm. Um, yeah, because you can't just always have somebody around. Because that means you're not knowing you. You need to be comfortable with being with you. If you if you don't love you and you're not happy with you and you're not and, and I don't mean content, I mean happy, then it's going to be difficult for you to be by yourself. And until you can be by yourself and and enjoy the solitude, then it's going to be difficult for you to really connect with another person on that. If you if you know if you're looking for somebody to be with in order to make you feel good, then you're still, you're going to continue to have those same problems. All right, you sister. Know? She's saying to y'all. She's saying to all y'all. So to all y'all church girls out there, you know, a lot of time in the church. All, I mean, most churches you go to in America, 85% of the black church is single women looking for a man, and a lot of them sometimes get caught up with the pastor. Keep your hands and your eyes off the pastor because the pastor probably got our first our first wife, our first lady. Also, first, but all you the, know what? This is what? the thing. This is the thing that I have found. I found it personally, and almost. Every one of the women, especially the women who are happily married now after being divorced with their first marriage, what they mm-hmm. told me was that it was when they were doing when they were doing themselves, when they were doing you know when you do you, when they were doing themselves and and focusing on what was important to them was when the man that they ended up spending, well, that they're spending their life with now came into it. Not when they were focused on trying to find somebody, but when they were trying to focus on trying to find themselves. So I mm. feel like you were talking about God earlier. I feel like it's like God is saying, work on you, and once you get to the point that you need to get to, he's going to be right in front of your face. So, so you stop you trying to Go ahead. Do you think it's healthy for a lot of sisters to say, well, you know what? Keep in mind, they're still bitter. They're bitter because they went through a divorce. They're bitter because their ex-husband got a little cute, little sexy woman on his arm now. They're bitter because ain't nobody asked them out. They sit around eating uh, chocolate chip cookies and gaining extra weight and being miserable and hanging out with their other bitter girlfriends. And a lot of my older girlfriends say, well, I just got Jesus, and Jesus is all I need. I will never have to have sex again. I will never. I don't need no man in my life because I got Jesus. Now, you think that's a healthy attitude? Um, I got Jesus too, but uh, no offense. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus wants me to be happier with somebody, with a human person here on earth while he's got me here. So, um, uh-huh. I, I mean, but I can get with that. But my feeling is, is that those are women who really are not willing. Like I said earlier, the courage to manage your mind. Um, when mm-hmm. I got when I got separated, I was a size just I just bought my first pair of size 16 jeans. And um I was I was uh, I was I mean I was unhappy. It was just a, it was an ugly attitude and I made a decision and I learned this from somebody who was a little bit further on in the journey than me. I got up every day and I started walking. I've been doing it now over 5 years and I don't do it every day like I should. But at least five days a week, I get out and walk. And after a year, the change that that made in my mental attitude, because when I went out and walked, I I do it early in the morning, and I I really do. I I, I interact with God. It's nobody on the street. It's a it's a it's a beautiful you know meditation space for me. But more importantly, it helped me just over a space of time to feel better about myself and to lose weight. 
And, you know, then I went into doing even more things and got back into myself. But I think that, you know, if you're sitting around eating the chocolate bonbons, um, not really making an investment in your temple, because if you're sitting around saying Jesus is all you got, well, Jesus gave you a temple. Are you really respecting that? Are you really doing everything that you can be doing with what you've been given? And um it is. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. When we're, when we're married, we're focused on our kids. We're focused on our job. We're focused on our husband. We're focused on ten other things. And that was the reason that I had kind of gotten out of shape because there were too many other things that were priorities for me. But once it's just you and your kids and, you know, your job and you're the single mom, there's no reason for you not to say, okay, I'm going to have the courage to make an investment in myself. Even though I know I'm not going to see the return tomorrow, five years, a year, three years, I mean, I'm, I'm like a size six now. And it's, it's just a little teeny bit that you do every day. And, you have, and, and again, that all, it all relates back to the courage. Yes, a lot of listeners okay. Okay, so hold up. Before I, I know that you ain't five sixteen now, because you are five sexy, sexy fifty plus year old. I see, I see. I can't wait to meet you. Yeah, so, I got I, good pictures. I got good pictures now. <laughs> girl, you ain't no sixteen out, so you know you're five six now. I know you working in there, girl, working. So our first caller, what's your question? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Who good am I evening. speaking to? My name is Lee. Hi, Lee. Where you calling us from? Calling from the Atlanta area. All right. What's your question and, for our guest? Well, um, not really. Kind of like a question, but um, uh, not really. I'm sitting here listening to Wilma, and you know what, Wilma, you are so so right. Um, I've been saying that for years. I am 57. I have been divorced. Oh gosh, probably since 2004. And um, and I divorced pretty much for the same reasons, not being happy. My husband was not, uh, we, we weren't on the same page. And um, I had one son. Um, but women today have to be um, in a place where they like themselves first. And then they have to love themselves. Because in order for them to be in that position, then somebody else will want to like them and then love them. And I used to uh, teach a class in church and uh, used to tell the young girls, because they were so focused on all the wrong things about finding a man and doing this and doing that. And I just, I'm I'm really excited about hearing more of what you have to say. Um, I think more young women need to hear it, not just the over 50, but a lot of young women need to know where to find themselves because not just 50, younger ones and older ones are lost. They are just totally lost. So I'm really excited about hearing more of what you have to say. Well, thank you very much. Um, And I agree with you. There are uh, a number of... um, issues with younger women where they are completely focused on finding a mate rather than focused on finding their purpose. Mhm. Oh yeah. So you know, and so like I told so, one of the women I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I told one of the women, she's in her late twenties who read my book, her mother is divorced and they talked about it and I, I, I said to her, I said, you know, 
I understand the whole thing about um, women who um, get married and decide they want to, you know, come off of the, uh, you know, corporate track or come out of working and take care of kids. And I understand how important that is, and and it's it's a blessing to be able to to be able to live that kind of lifestyle. But for many women, and especially for many black women, we don't have that kind of luxury. So it's really important to make sure that you are straight within yourself because especially if you're a single mom, you can't you can't expect to raise functional and you know, non dysfunctional kids who, you know, who who understand kind of what the important things are in life and who understand about service and about giving and about, you know, doing their best and that whole thing if you're focused on bitterness and, and the issues that have happened from from the past. That's true. Um, That's so true. I, I when you were talking about the the lady I I, I'm 57, but I don't look anywhere near 57. And isn't, isn't, I, the Lord good with, isn't the Lord good uh, to us? God's grace and mercy and good genes. <laughs> I'm telling you, ain't nothing like, what do they call it, uh, your, your, your uh, that good was it melatonin or whatever it is that the good stuff yeah. in in our in our uh, in our dark skin that helps us to uh, oh, to look yeah. younger. Yes, but and and I've been approached by younger men. My I have a son who's um, in his middle twenties, and I've been approached by younger men, men younger than my son, and you know I would just laugh and tell him I have a son older than you. They don't care. I've been approached by so many young guys, but I just I I don't have anything in common with them. The first thing that's not going to be in common is the music. <laughs> Bingo! And not only the music, but the difference in the music between the between people now, because the thirty year old men now are they they grew up listening to rap. Mhm. <laughs> you know, so that that's a totally and and I think that that's a little chasm for many of us 50-year-old women. I mean, cuz I like some rap, but I don't want to listen to it all day long. No. And you'll be riding out the street in a boom boom, the hot loud bump in a baby come up the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not doing it. And you know, it's just I mean, I have I have dated men that were about 15. I I dated uh a guy that was 17 years younger than me. And actually, he was more mature than a lot of the guys my age. Now, the the guys my age are really settled and laid back and you know, they're at, they're in retirement mode. And <laughs> and a lot of them are looking for somebody that I don't know. I feel like they're looking for somebody that's going to take care of them. And I'm yeah, not, bingo. I'm not taking <laughs> care. I'm not taking care of anybody else. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not doing it. It's just not going to happen. So for me, I I've, I I lost my mother um, in '98, and then I lost my sister. And when I lost both of them, I had a totally different outlook on life. I always did, but it. It even made me go deeper into what I thought about life. And I decided that, you know, no matter what, I was going to make myself happy or I was going to make give make sure I have joy every day. So, so I'm happy and content, like you said some of the men say, not being in a committed relationship. 
I'm just very, very happy because I come and go. I do what I want. I'm very busy. I work, plus I have a business on the side. So I'm busy. I am keeping myself active, and it's not in the cards for me right now to to be in a committed relationship. And and I don't have a problem on it, like with that. And and some women ask, don't you get lonely? Lonely? I, sometimes I pray to be lonely, <laughs> to just go off by myself and just not hear my phone ring, my text go off, or or anything. So so you know. I'm I'm really excited for what you're doing, and um, I hope more people and more women get to hear what you're saying because I think you have an awesome message because it's one that I believe in. Well, thank Lee, you, thank you much. so much. Thank you so much, Lee, for calling in, and uh, stay tuned because at the end of the show, a uh, woman will be giving more information about all about her book, how to reach her, how to follow her, and her pending tour. So thank you so much, and continue to hold on to God's unchanging hand. All right. All right. Sonny, do we have another caller? Sonny? Yes. Do you, do yes. you have another caller? Yes. We do? All right, caller. Welcome to Night Talk Live with Daddy King. Who are you? Hello? Hello, caller, you there? Sometimes we have technical difficulties. All right, are we there? Our, our guest, are you there? Sorry? Continue, J.L., go ahead. Okay, cool. So, well, anyway, you call back in, uh, email, Facebook, tweet your questions to our guest. Now, tell me this, Wilma. Uh, I know that you are in the process of, uh, planning a tour and, and reaching women and you're working on a documentary. Tell us a little bit about your documentary and then tell us a little bit about your tour and how there's going to be a lot of women that's, that are listening in and going to come back and listen to the show that want to get your book, that want to attend one of your seminars and workshops. So how are you doing all that? What's going on with that? Great. Well, first of all, I'm going to be at five book fairs. Um, the first one is in D.C. Um, it's called the Hotspot Ward 8 Book Fair, which is June 15th. I'm on Malcolm X Avenue in D.C., in southeast D.C., and I'll be on a panel there also um, talking about how to get your book published as well as uh, having a booth with my uh, books and some other uh, uh, book-related um, uh, things to sell, bookmarks and um, you know posters and the like. And I'll be in New York at the New York Book Fair Beach Book Fair um, in Manhattan on the 22nd of on June, and then I'll be at the Harlem Book Fest on July 20th, and then I'll be at the Decatur uh, Book Festival August 31st and September 1st, and I'll be at the um, National Black Book Fest in Houston on October 25th and 26th, and I'll be doing either on panels or speaking or doing workshops at those locations. Um, But I'm also working on a series of meet and greets in different locations in the south and in the northeast, and we're trying to do some in the Midwest and maybe um, L.A. as well. And if you go to my website at livinghappierafter.com, you can go to the events section and find out about all the different things that that I'll be doing and the places that uh, I'll be either doing book fairs or doing panels or presentations. Um, But... 
I'm basically just trying to to get out to the people who are my readers and the people who have uh, picked up on the whole Living Happier After Community uh, vibe. Uh, Again, I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash livinghappierafter, and I'm on Twitter at livinghappieraf. So it's uh, living happier and then AF. so I'm working to uh, to get out and, and get the message out even more. And um, one of the things that people have said in terms of uh, of the meet and greets and going out and talking to people is just the uh, camaraderie of a group of women who are most of them are 40 plus, I'd say between 40 and 60, who are all focused on living a happier life, and that means you know doing the things in terms of positive psychology the things that uh make a difference to getting to a happier point in your life because a lot of people again we talked about that earlier a lot of people let things happen and they you know they they stay in them and the whole focus about living happier after is taking what you've been through and really making it a testimony and saying that you've been through the test and getting happier rather than staying, you know, in that funk, you know, getting better rather than bitter. Well, one thing I'm going to give you my recommendation that no matter what you do in your meet and greets and your tours and your panels and all that good stuff is don't make it a male-bashing conversation because we don't need any more male-bashing conversations in our community because a lot of, almost 80% of all households in in black America, I've been raised by powerful, strong sisters who are raising our next generation of sons. So they don't need to hear their mama and their grandma bashing other brothers. You know, they need to hear positive reinforcements of, of brothers who are still at home and and active and positive, whether they're married to their, their mother or, or their mother or not. So I would definitely recommend that you don't make them male bashing conversations. Oh, no. Um, One of the most important things about uh, living happier after and one of the seven uh, things that we focus on is nurturing relationships. And the biggest part of that nurturing relationships is forgiveness. And it's not only forgiveness um, of the you know the the man or the person that you were dealing with or the you know your 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 children's uh father but it's also forgiveness of yourself so that um in terms of women who are trying to get to the other side you really don't want to focus on all the bad things that happened with that person you want mm-hmm. to go ahead because to be honest with you at one point in your life that person was the most important person in your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. yeah, i mean you you did things with that person you you had dreams you had hopes and, and and you worked on things with that person yes everything fell apart but at one point in your life that person was it so is your judgment that bad Ooh. Preach, sister. Seriously, Preach. is your judgment that yes, bad, yes, or, or, or did things just fall apart? And can you be, a, no offense, can you be a grown-ass woman and get over it, especially right. if you have children? And I yes. can tell you that one of the women that I was talking to when I was doing my research said something to me, and I put it in the book, and she talked about how when she experienced her parents' divorce, how her mother was her shero. 
how her Ooh. mother did not put her father down, and she found out the truth about her father when she got older on her own, but how much respect she had for her mother to hold her father to her in high regard because of the fact that he was her father and the fact to her was that even though we didn't make it, no offense, my judgment of him was not so bad that he's a bad person. We just didn't make it. So gotcha. I think that that's something that women, and it, uh, that's another piece of the courage is to say, you know, not, one of the things that's important is not to have regrets. You you know, Maya Angelou says, um, you you know, you did as good as you could with the knowledge that you had at the time, and now you know better, so you do better. So you do better. But you know, right, like you so got now eight. you know better, so you do better. So maybe you accepted some things in your relationship with your spouse that you think about it now that maybe if I hadn't done that or blah, blah, blah. Don't have regrets. You did as good as you could at the time. So don't hold grudges about things that happened. You know, it doesn't do your children any good. And no offense, it doesn't do you any good to stay mired in what the ugly things were. Learn from them so you don't repeat them and move forward and be thankful. You know, it's one of the things that I said when I was getting um, divorced was there are a lot of people who wanted to get married who didn't get married. There were a lot of people who wanted to have children who didn't have children. You have to remember and have gratitude for the blessings that you have rather than to look at what you wanted that you didn't get. You know what, uh, Wilma, you are at the process of changing our community in general, and, and I wish you nothing but the best, and and I see you having come Because, you know, we are, you and I are in the same age group, and we are the baby boomers, and the baby boomers are huge demographics in our community. The baby boomers are the ones with the most discretional in- income, and and and, that, and we live in our lives again. So I know your book, and I know what you're doing, and your meet and greets, and your tours going to really hopefully change and heal our communities. But before I let you go, I want to publicly thank you so much for being a guest. And I'm going to have you back again, especially when you kick off your tour here in Atlanta. I'm going to have you back again. Uh, to talk about. I got a thousand more questions for you, but I know my producer is going to give me the signal soon. Uh, but I want you to tell my 10,000 to 4 million listeners how they can order your book. Again, tell them how to follow you on Twitter, how to uh, get uh, in touch with you on Facebook. I am at livinghappierafter.com on the web. You can get to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash living happier after and I'm on Twitter at living happier F which is living happier AF and um, you can always email me at Wilma at living happier after dot com there you go you guys heard it here we will be tweeting about her I know Sonny probably tweeting about you right now uh, I'll be tweeting about you we'll be talking about you on our Facebook page as well as keeping people abreast uh, when you're going to be in, uh, in certain cities where you can, they can attend your meet and greets. And I'll definitely I appreciate you giving us some of your time. I look forward to meeting you in the very near future. Uh, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in and listening to you. I know they're probably just like, oh, my God, I want to reach in, in touch with her. And so I'm going to let you go up, and i got another guest 
that's going to kind of wrap it up for me tonight. And um, a bad boy is going to talk about change and how important it is to embrace change because that's what it is. When you go from being married to divorce or from being booed up to being single to experiencing a death of your loved one, you have to embrace the change that comes with that. And so I'm going to let Roderick come on, and he's going to uh, take us home with his sermonette about change. So thank you so much, Wilma. You're beautiful. Love you. And thank you. I love you, forward. too. Talk to you soon, and, look, and I'll be listening to, to the rest of the show. All right. Thank you, baby girl. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. See you guys. We try to bring you here the Daddy King Night Talk Show. We try to bring you what's going on right now. You guys know, follow me on Facebook. I'm all about faith. I'm a fear. I'm always about embracing your change. This is, for me, change month. For those 5,000 friends of mine on Facebook, you guys know I've been saying change. I'm changing. I'm overhauling the old me because I'm a new me. And that comes with first accepting that I'm ready for change. So uh, for all you ladies and all you men out there who are going through a divorce or a separation or you lost someone due to death or illness, understand that's all part of God's master plan for you to change. Every, nothing stays the same. Everything has a season. So on that note, before I log off, I'm going to bring on my radio mate, my partner, and my mentee, uh, Brother Roderick Y. Watkins. Brother Roderick, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, JL. How are you tonight? Well, so, homeboy. I'm good. I'm good. Kind of oh, uh, try to catch this uh, this game tonight with the Heat in San Antonio. So let's do this. Well, let's do this. Okay, look, don't you be rushing me. You sound like Sonny. Don't you come to my show trying to tell me what to do? <laughs> <laughs> you got best hey, with you. I appreciate all that you do for me. I know, baby boy. So anyway, I just want you to come on because you know we love you. We love your show. Your powerful message that you bring a loud mouth every Monday night at eight p.m. You bring some dynamic speakers and and special guests. So, so I just want you to kind of give us a a little of, of some of your wisdom on how to embrace change. Okay, and then we're gonna log off after that. Gotcha, man. Wilma is definitely a hard act to follow. Uh, that sister was just dropping knowledge. Uh, knowledge bits after knowledge bits. Uh, um, if you're just tuning in, you guys need to go back and, and listen to some of the stuff. But uh, one of the things that I like to do on my show, The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins on Monday nights at 8 p.m., is uh, drop an affirmation before we uh, get into the topic. And since we're going to discuss change, my affirmation for the audience is don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. And one of the things Wilma was talking about was complacency earlier. And sometimes we just get to these points where we're just comfortable and we're complacent. And I think it's true for both men and women. We just, this is the level of happiness that we've seen in our life. We don't know that there is any greater level of happiness. So we're, we're complacent and we stay there and we don't try for anything more. There's also a fear factor involved. Sometimes we don't want to take the chance of giving up what we already have. Since we haven't seen anything better, then why take the chance of losing what we have? So I'm, the music is being queued up, JL. Is that my time? Yeah, you know. So it's your time, baby. Thank you so much. Go back and watch the game. Say what? 
This is just a little bit of background music for Okay, a little background. He, oh, she's like, he's a move music, bro. It's a move music. Oh, okay, okay. It caught you off guard. I thought the music was over me. But, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's all I want to say is uh, because of uh, fear and complacency, sometimes we don't necessarily go for great. Uh, don't, uh, don't be scared to give up uh, what's good to go for what's great. Another thing that I thought was uh, very powerful was, um, let me see if I had it here, is that the the courage to manage your own mind. You know, our mind is a powerful thing. And so what it does is it wants to maintain equilibrium. Our body wants to stay at equilibrium. And for those of you who uh, aren't aware of what equilibrium is, it's, it's, uh, Homeostasis or balance. And so we're getting to the places of complacency. That is our body's equilibrium. And so what the mind will do is when you go to seek better, it will throw up all type of messages or blocks in order to keep you where you are. So you have to constantly fight uh, fight against that. You have to show yourself Two bottles of what did to be better and to be greater. And with that, you know, I just want to say, uh, like I always say, that uh, in order to in order to dream, but in, in order to be more than who you are, you must dream of being more. So you have to see better in order to get better. You you have to you have to see yourself doing greater things and realize that where you are, that there's always room for improvement. You have definitely laid the knowledge on us, bro. You laid the knowledge on us. That was a great way to tap off my show tonight. Thank you so much, Roderick. Go back and watch your game. Let me wrap this up, homie. All right, man. You have a good one, and thanks for having me on your show. And check me out on Monday nights at 8 p.m. on the Universal Mind with Roderick Watson. Have a good night, Jay. Thank you, my friend. So anyway, you guys, you heard from my special guest, Wilma Jones, who gave us so much knowledge. I can't wait to have her back on my show again in the very near future. Definitely tune in on Monday to listen to my boy, Roderick, and continue to let him inspire you and, and take you higher and higher and higher. I want to, again, just thank you so much, all 10,000 and 4 million listeners. I want to congratulate uh, Sonny and Loudmouth for now being part of Stitcher. So make sure you download that app so you can reach us and hear us all over the world. She said 4 million. So 4 million. Now it's 10,000 4 million listeners for Daddy King. I love you. Make sure you email me at authorjlking at gmail if you want to write a book, if you want to plan a tour, if you want to go to another level of success that I can take you there. Do that. I want to give a special love and a shout out to all my listeners, to all my followers and all my fans. And until next week, always live your life with faith over fear. I'm out. Peace.